We want to welcome all of our listeners to another episode of Minority Report Podcast with Eric and Carell. Each episode, we talk with leaders in business, tech, and media. And today, we're super thrilled. Joining us is Roxy Young, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at Reddit. Let's jump in and get to know Roxy. Roxy, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're great. We're so pumped you're here. So much to talk about. So many things that we can learn from you. But let's start first with a little bit about what's going on at Reddit these days. What's what's keeping you busy? <laughs> yeah, things are exciting at Reddit. Earlier this year, we had this amazing event where one of our communities called Wall Street Bets got incredibly popular. And a lot of people were coming to Reddit to see what the Wall Street Bets community had to say about various stocks. And, and it's kind of like a big online investing club, if you will. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of excitement and activity around that. And that was really inspiring to us. And so we took that inspiration and we turned it into our first ever Super Bowl ad. And because we were short on time and we're trying to figure out how do we actually show up in this moment, we did a a crazy five-second spot and, you know, it ended up getting a lot of attention. And we just found out last week that that we won an award at at Can Lion. For oh, uh, right. social influence campaign. So, so it's been a great year. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's that's really cool. I have so many questions and I want to ask you more about that. We're going to come back to that. Congratulations. That's really, really impressive. Before you got to Reddit, you've worked for some amazing companies. And we'll get to that too in, in, in a little bit. But I, I'm curious, tell us a little bit about where's Roxy from? Where did you grow <laughs> up? Where were you raised? Yes. Great question. I was born in Rochester, New York, but I only lived there until I was three or four years old. And I actually grew up in the suburbs of Dallas, Texas, in a suburb called Plano. And uh, just this morning, I I flew back from there and I I was there visiting family for the last week and a half or so. But uh, that's that's where I grew up. And, you know, that's what I would say was, was my hometown of Plano, Texas. Roxy, how was that? My guess is that you hadn't seen family in a little bit of time, like so many of us. How <laughs> was that? How did that feel? Yes, I was uh, sharing with with everyone that uh, after not seeing my my family since December 2019 and finally getting a chance to see them, it was like so much time has passed, but so many things have have stayed the same. You know, I was, <laughs> my mom was was still you know harassing me about, you know, I wasn't loading the dishwasher correctly. And, you know, (laughs) all those same things as she did when I was growing up. (laughs) There's a fine line between like being annoyed by it. And then also it's part of what we love, right? Like it's (laughs) part of like us. Yes. Finding comfort in the the banality of everything. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there's a level of comfort to it, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we we all kind of like to hate it a little, right? So, <laughs> but, but Roxy, I want to I want to ask you a little bit about your mom, and I want to ask you about your family. Tell us a little bit about your culture and your heritage. Like, tell us about that. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, my parents are both Mexican, you know, Mexican American, and their parents came to the United States from Mexico. And, and so I shared with you guys that I was born in Rochester, New York. And mm-hmm. what's kind of funny about that is, you know, I think my mom in, in particular, she had never left Texas. And then, you know, my dad took her to upstate New York. And, and I think after the first snowstorm, she said, well, let's go back. And, and so, <laughs> you know, they were only there for a few years. And then, you know, they, they made it back to, to Texas, which, you know, doesn't usually have snowstorms, although they did this past winter. So I'm a, a proud Latina and a, and a proud, you know, Mexican-American. That's awesome. Later on, I want to ask you a little bit about sort of your culture and heritage sort of bleeding into work and and what that sort of means. But as you got started down your career path, how did that sort of start? Give us an idea of, of just sort of the, the genesis sort of moments there, you know, when, when you got started down your career path. Yeah, you know, growing up, you know, I think my my dad was just such a huge influence on me. He worked for Xerox, which, you know, back in the late 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, Xerox was was really booming and you know, a ton of innovation. He was in sales and and I would see him traveling all across the US and you know, building his skills as, you know, someone who was selling Xerox products and going into an office. And and so, uh, you know, I think that had a huge influence on me. And and so when I went to college, I majored in business, I majored in finance and kind of always envisioned that I, I would end up in the business world. And I did, you know, after getting an undergrad in finance and an MBA, I made my way into the world of of marketing and 20 years later, as I look back, I've done a lot of different things from retail to to gaming to entertainment. And so I think just having my my dad as kind of a, a role model and a lot of luck and some hard work. You know, I, I think I've been so fortunate to just have been at some some amazing yeah. companies and amazing brands. Yeah, if I may, and I think it's interesting for our audience. Two things. First, I mean, I think it's tremendous from Zynga to Netflix to Sephora to Gap to Reddit. Tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous brands and working environments and experience. But also, I think about what you talked about with, you know, the Xerox moments, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so for our audience who may not really sort of know what that means, there really, there was a point where that's yeah. technology, that's innovation. Absolutely. That is one of the most critical, innovative pieces of technology within a business environment, you know? So I think for our audience and listeners that may not be as connected to that, right? There is that. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm aging myself. I'm definitely <laughs> aging myself when, when I say that. But yeah, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, you know, my my dad brought home a computer and, you know, I was in elementary school and it sat in the, you know, on the family desk and, you know, we would play games on it and take turns. Word process. <laughs> yeah, we would all take turns and you know, use the word processor and 
you know, he would tell me stories about, you know, Xerox Lab and they invented the mouse. And, you know, there was a lot of really cool stuff that was happening. And, and so mm-hmm. I think I was exposed to, to technology really early on, you know, now that I'm, that I'm thinking about it. And you're you still think about it that way now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I remember being, you know, six or seven years old and having access to a computer. And, and that's pretty amazing now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, before people said, Slack it or Google it. They said Xerox it. That's exactly. right. That's right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. And Tremendous. yeah, and Roxy, I mean, you and I have spent some some time on on another webinar previously and talked a lot about marketing. But for the audience, would love for you to answer. What do you love about being a CMO? <laughs> you know, I I think what I what I love about my role. Uh, and, and my role at this particular moment is just, I feel like it's the intersection of so many different areas of the company coming together. We have visibility into the customer and why they like using our product. We have the ability to craft and shape the narrative and the message around the product or service that we're offering. We have the ability to influence the, the product roadmap in terms of you know, what we decide to invest in because of our, our visibility into the market landscape and how consumers are evolving. And so I absolutely love sitting in the marketing seat because I think I get to, to tie so many different pieces of the business together and influence, you know, so many of the decisions that we make. I think that's what makes it so exciting. Awesome. Awesome. And I think as part of that, right, lots of talk and some action over the last 15 plus months with respect to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I certainly think that marketers sit in a unique spot, right, to influence those conversations with the brand, but also internally and curious to hear from you how you tie in diversity, equity, and inclusion into the marketing aspect, but also as, a, as an overall leader at Reddit as well, too. Yeah. You know, what I love about what's happening right now, and, and you know, I, I think I, I can speak for Reddit, but, but hopefully it's happening industry-wide is... We're finally having these these conversations, and they're they're backed with data, and we're doing something about it. You know, at, at Reddit right now, everybody has visibility into the overall composition and hiring and progression trends, broken down by gender, broken down by race and ethnicity, and that's it's empowering us to have conversations, real conversations. It's empowering us to think about how we want to grow and evolve as a company and what kinds of things we're going to do differently. And so, you know, I think we're we're finally having the conversations. We're finally making the data transparent so that we can all be looking at the same set of information. We've established employee resource groups at Reddit where you know employees can come together and I in particular lead our organization for Latinx employees. And so 
we're supporting each other, we're helping the company better understand, you know, who we are as people who, you know, what our culture is like. And so, you know, I think that after, you know, being a professional for over, you know, 20 years, I just, I haven't seen organizations have this kind of conversation with this level of transparency until the last few years. And I like it. I mean, they're, they're hard conversations, but they're the right conversations. And I think that we're creating real change as a result of it. What's been um, within those conversations and sort of that evolution that you talked about for you personally, what's been something that you've taken away, maybe that you've learned or something that's maybe impacted your life or your day to day? Yeah, you know, I, I think I finally feel like I can bring my whole self to work and I can be my my real authentic self and and I don't think I ever realized it, but I was probably holding back, you know, certain aspects of of who I am, of, of how I grew up, because you know I, I was bringing only a certain part of mm. of me, of who I am, to, to work. And you know, I think right now, and I hope this is happening, you know, across many different companies, not just Reddit, but I'm you know sharing more about the kind of music I like and mm-hmm. the kind of movies I like and the kind of food that I like because I have this this group of people that I feel like we have something in common. We have a sense of of connection. And I just think I'm happier. I'm bringing more of my creativity, more of my passion, like more of, of yeah. who I am. And we have this great thing that we do where, you know, if somebody's thinking about joining Reddit and they want to know what it's like to to work at Reddit as as a Latinx person, they can choose to talk to somebody in our employee resource group. And so I'm having conversations with people before they even join the company. And it's an amazing way to just, you know, connect with them and talk to them about what it's like to work at Reddit, how we celebrate diversity and how we support each other and what the organization for Latinx employees is is all about. And it, it just feels so great to make those connections and to, you know, really be a much more authentic and open version of of myself at work. It's just been awesome. That's awesome. And that's powerful to hear. I was listening to another podcast that you did where you talked about bringing that professional self always, right? And, just have, and then also being able to tie in your personal self, which you just described, yeah. attaching it to culture and heritage, right? But there's been a lot of moments probably throughout your career where you, where you couldn't do that, right? And yeah. maybe it felt wrong to do that. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those moments where it's not as exciting like that, um, you know, as a Latina woman, you know, you've probably faced moments of discrimination as a woman in the corporate marketplace. You've probably faced moments like that. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of those moments? Yeah. You know, when I, I remember one time I was uh, interviewing for a role and, you know, I, I walked in and, 
the person just kind of gave me this really strange look. And you know, I didn't know, like, you know, did I have something on my on my shirt or what was it? And you know, I finally asked something and and the person said, Well, I didn't expect to see someone like you. And I said, Well, what were you know, what were you thinking? And and they said, Well, your your name is is Roxy Young, you know, and I use my husband's last name. And and so it was just, you know, right from the start. It was, you know, it made me uncomfortable. And you know, I didn't feel like, should I be sitting here? Should I be having this conversation? Should I be thinking about this opportunity right now? And, and mm-hmm. I had to, you know, take a moment and collect myself and say, yes, I absolutely, you know, deserve to be having this conversation and considering this opportunity. And so I always try to remind myself when you have those situations and when you have those uncomfortable encounters that, you know, I belong and I deserve the right to have access to opportunities and, you know, be in these, in these conversations. And, you know, it it doesn't happen that often, but, but it happens and and it It it, it does, but but it happens. And every time it does, you know, it makes you, you you question yourself a little bit and then you have to, you know, dig deep inside and say, yes, I, I belong. And, you know, and and I have every right to to be having these conversations. You know, Roxy, I want to explore that a little bit more with you, but I think it's interesting hearing you talk about it because I hear what you say and being like a fearless leader, yet you can still bring in humility and kindness, right? You know, and and sort Mm -hmm. of accepting and hearing from others things that are jarring or, you know, just strange. And I, and I think uh, about what you just talked about with a name. Sometimes yeah. it begins with a name. And Corell and I talk to so many people where sometimes that first instance of discrimination, that first instance of something happens all in a name. Yeah. Right? I think that's a powerful moment to sort of reflect on. And, you know, if your name was not young, you know, Right. Yeah. The conversation may have been different. That's just a common theme we hear often. So thank yeah. you. For it's, it's, it's possible that maybe Roxy didn't even get to the interview. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and thank you for your courage and, and sharing that yeah. with us mm-hmm. because they're real experiences. But I want to ask you a little bit now about what you were just talking about that, that ability to be okay if what you see and what you feel aren't people that look like you and and you belong. And some of that's tied to network and trust and building community. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know you're, you're a strong advocate in those ways. Yeah. You know, I spend a lot of my time when, when it's not the, the pandemic, but I spend time trying to give back and trying to be a mentor and accessible to people who who want to continue to to grow their careers and just need someone else to to talk to and to be a sounding board and to to reassure them that you know they can absolutely do anything that they set their mind to and, and so you know one of the things that I really enjoy is I participate in in something called reading partners where it's children whose parents don't speak English as their first language. And so they may not have a reading partner at home. So if you think about, you know, something that 
people love to do, you know, read with their with their children. If English isn't your first language, you may not have that reading partner at home. And so, you know, even starting really early, just you know, trying to make sure that everybody has has an opportunity to grow, to learn, and you know, continuing to work with you know people who reach out to me, whether they went to the same, you know, high school or college or grad school, but you know, anybody who reaches out. So anybody who's listening and anybody wants to chat and connect, I'm I'm always up for a conversation. I think so much of my career and, and my path is is because I had people, you know, who I could reach out to and and talk to and and guide and mentor and give me that confidence. And, and I think it really helped shape my path. Yeah, so super important for people that are coming up to have that mentor, if you will, or to see people that look like them uh-huh. doing it as well too. Super, super important. Roxy, where where do you draw inspiration from? What keeps you going every day at work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I really draw inspiration from from my from my family. You know, if I think about my my parents and what life was like for them, and the opportunities that they were trying to make sure that that I had access to, you know, I think every every day, you know, there there's not a day that goes by that I don't I don't think about everything that they did so that I can be where I am today, and they're such an inspiration to to me. Awesome, awesome. What advice would you give to anyone that's out there that might be listening that has aspirations to be a CMO? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think for anyone who has aspirations to be a leader in marketing, I always tell people get comfortable being uncomfortable. But you know, I just think that the world of marketing is so dynamic. Consumers are changing all the time. How consumers access information, how consumers view the role of brands, like that has changed so much. I mean, even as I look back on my 20 years when I started my career in marketing, like social wasn't a channel. You, know, you spent all your money on television and outdoor and you know, digital was, you know, just getting started. And now, you know, percentage of media dollars that go to social is is enormous and it's like eclipsing traditional media and when you think about consumers you know consumers didn't have huge expectations of brands and now consumers expect that you're not only going to deliver an amazing product or or service but you're also going to you know have a point of view around you know things that are happening in in society and so all of that is changing so much that you know. I think to be a leader in marketing, you have to be really comfortable with that change, and you're never going to be totally comfortable. So you just have to, to, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> so true. So true. All right. Fun question. I love asking every guest that we have on the podcast, which is to give us the top three apps that you use on your phone on a regular basis. 
outside of email, calendar, and text messaging. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the first one is easy because it's Reddit. Ah, there you go. Of course, of course. When I look at my screen time every week, um, <laughs> Apple is so kind to remind me uh, how much time I'm spending. Reddit is always, always at the top. But I think the other two, the second is Feedly. I'm a huge RSS fan and... You know, I think I consume a lot of information and I organize everything through Feedly. And so I'm probably one of the, the few people that, you know, a huge Feedly fan. And number three for me is Stitcher. I'm a huge podcast fan. I probably listen to, I mean, at least three podcasts a day. And so Stitcher is right front and center on my screen. It's my podcast app of choice. And so I think those are probably my my top three that aren't my email or my calendar. Nice. What, what's your favorite podcast? <laughs> so right now, it's The Daily. I listen to it every day just to kind of get a sense of what the New York Times big story is. So I'd, I'd say that that's my number one. But I've got so many. I mean, I'm a big, you know, fan of just the moth and storytelling. And so, you know, I always listen to a few of those. So huge podcast, huge podcast fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for helping us to learn a whole lot about you personally. And then also about a lot of things that I think a lot of companies and people and leaders and business can learn from. You know, you shared a lot about you know, sort of places where, you know, learning from others and innovation can come from things that are almost unrecognizable today, right? And some other things that we learned really are about how to be yourself and those things about being yourself can help you to be a, a better professional, right? If you're more comfortable and you can relate with others and, and even share, it turns us into so much more. We also learned that there's so much in a name Right. And there's so much <laughs> not in a name, too. Right. So, Roxy, Roxy Young, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And thanks everyone for listening again. You can find more episodes where you find all of your audio and just search for Minority Report Podcast and look for the logo. Thanks again, Roxy. We're grateful. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome.